0: Hello, hello, the new cryptocurrency class, How to Analyze an ICO, is now available, taking you from crypto enthusiast to crypto analyst. For more information, check out our online school at (laughs) thedonaldpov.com. Welcome to the Donald POV, I'm Donald Fitzgill Jr. bringing you my point of view on everything I want to talk about, literally everything, and trust me, I've got a lot to say. So without further ado... I got my first cell phone in 1999. There were no smartphones at the time. It was an Nokia with a retractable antenna and it was large by today's standards, but it served its purpose. I soon ditched the cell phone because of the cost, it was just too high for me at the time. And I didn't get another cell phone until 2006. At the time, cell phones were quickly transitioning from a novelty to a necessity. But I still didn't want one because honestly I didn't want people to be able to get a hold of me all the time. But one day I received a promotion at work and was issued a company cell phone. Now I think I'm a pretty smart guy, but it took me a long time to figure out that whole predictive text thing. It was just weird. But once I figured it out, I was texting everybody. You get a text and you get a text and you get a text. I went from not wanting a cell phone to not wanting to be without a cell phone in a very short period of time. Then in June of 2007, I was offered a position at a different company, which meant that I had to relinquish my cell phone. At this point in life, I was too dependent on cell phones to go without a cell phone, so I went online and bought one. The company's cell phone was taken from me on my last day of work, which was on a Friday. My new cell phone wasn't going to arrive until the following Monday, so that meant that I needed to make it through the weekend without a cell phone. No big deal. I had gone two years without a phone before. What's a few days? The next day was blazing hot, a typical 100-degree Saturday afternoon in Texas, and I decided to go to Oklahoma to play some poker. This was a trip that I had taken many times before without a cell phone. Now on I-35 between Alliance Airport and Denton, Texas, there was about 20 miles of nothingness. Maybe it still is, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been over there. As I'm driving in this nothingness, I hear a loud noise and a shuffling sound like a playing card caught in the spokes of a bicycle tire. You see, I had recently had my brake pads replaced and the clip that holds the brake pads onto the brakes came loose and was caught in the rim of my tire. My car was slowed to a screeching halt and I was now stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nothingness on a 100 degree day with no cell phone. I was left with two options at this point. Get out the car and hitchhike or get out the car and walk. Neither option sounded good to me. As far as hitchhiking, I convinced myself that no one was going to pick me up. If I'm being honest, if I saw me hitchhiking, I wouldn't be quick to pick me up either. So I didn't consider hitchhiking a real solution, which meant that I had to walk north or south at least 10 miles. The thought of walking in this 100-degree weather for 10 miles paralyzed me, and I sat in the car, in the air-conditioned car, for 30 minutes and prayed. Then finally, I told myself, just do it. So I put on my headphones, stepped out of the car, and immediately started sweating. I walked north towards Denton for no more than two steps when all of a sudden an SUV pulls over to the side of the road. As I'm walking by the SUV, the driver lets the window down and says, Do you need a ride? I had already convinced myself that no one was going to pick me up, so this sort of threw my mind into a loop, and I just stared at him without saying anything. He soon breaks the silence and says, unless you're out here just getting a workout. I came back to my senses and hopped in the SUV. There was a child, the driver's son, who was about five or six years old in the seat directly behind me, who was very excited because they were about to go to the lake. Seeing his son made this experience even more shocking to me. Not only did this guy not have to stop to pick me up, he had an excuse. He had a valid excuse for not picking me up. His child was in the car. His child was in the car. And yet he still stops to pick me up. He drops me off in Denton, asks me do I need any other help. I say no thank you, then graciously thank him for his help. But he's not done giving. He then reaches into his wallet to hand me some money, which I refuse. I had plenty of money on me at the time. I was going to Oklahoma to play poker. But again, I was just amazed because his generosity was overflowing. I have never forgotten this random man's willingness to help a stranger. I have never forgotten how shocked I was that someone would pick me up off the highway. I've never forgotten being frozen inside my car, and I've never forgotten how quickly someone swooped in to pick me up the moment I stepped out the car and took a few steps. Sometimes in life, you have to be courageous enough to take the first step and just trust that you'll get there. Generosity never ceases to amaze me. As shocked as I was, you would think that this was the first and only time in my life that I had been stranded with no transportation and no way to contact anyone. In fact, it was the third time this had happened. Different times, different people, different places. But my dilemma was still the same. Stay put or have the courage to move towards my destination. Till next time. Well, folks, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes and please connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at the Donald POV. Also, make sure to check us out online at thedonaldpov.com. Till next time, I'm Donald Fitzgill Jr. and this is the Donald POV. Brought to you by the Speakeasy Sound Company. I'll holla.